0: It's another day, I'm another John, and this is Another Note. Today's edition of Another Note is titled, Getting What We Ask For. Our scripture reference today is 1 Samuel chapter 8. As always, may the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of his holy word. When Samuel became old, he made his sons judges over Israel. The name of his firstborn son was Joel, and the name of his second, Abijah. They were judges in Beersheba. Yet his sons did not follow in his ways, but turned aside after gain. They took bribes and perverted justice. Then all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah and said to him, You are old, and your sons do not follow in your ways. Appoint for us, then, a king to govern us like other nations. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to govern us. Samuel prayed to the Lord, and the Lord said to Samuel, Listen to the voice of the people in all that they say to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me from being king over them. Just as they have done to me, from the day I brought them up out of Egypt to this day, forsaking me and serving other gods, so also they are doing to you. Now then, listen to their voice. Only you shall solemnly warn them, and show them the ways of the king who shall reign over them. So Samuel reported all the words of the Lord to the people who were asking him for a king. He said, He will take the best of your fields and vineyards and olive orchids and give them to his courtiers. He will take one tenth of your grain and of your vineyards and give it to his officers and his courtiers. He will take your male and female slaves and the best of your cattle and donkeys and put them to his work. He will take one tenth of your flocks and you shall be his slaves. And in that day you will cry out because of your king, whom you have chosen for yourselves, But the Lord will not answer you in that day. But the people refused to listen to the voice of Samuel. They said, no, but we are determined to have a king over us so that we also may be like other nations and that our king may govern us and go out before us and fight our battles. When Samuel had heard all the words of the people, he repeated them in the ears of the Lord. The Lord said to Samuel, listen to their voice and set a king over them. Samuel then said to the people of Israel, each of you return home. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Someone once said that hell is getting what you asked for. We're sure we know what we want. We know what's best. At least that's our assumption. And maybe that's worked out for us a time or two. But it all makes me think of James and John. In the book of Mark, they ask Jesus to do whatever they ask of him. Matthew says it was their mother. Either way, they want to have a seat at the right hand of Jesus. The Lord's response is, you do not know what you are asking. James four says we don't receive from God because we ask with wrong motives. If our motives are wrong, most likely what we ask for will be wrong too. So, getting everything we ask for might not be the best thing for us. In 1 Samuel 8, the people of God asked the prophet for a king to rule over them. Before then, judges and prophets led the Israelites. And seeing their neighboring kingdoms sparked their idea. What was it about what they saw that intrigued them? What do we say about the greener grass on the other side? If you were to ask the people, their answer would be practical. It almost sounds like they care to honor God. Maybe they think they do. Their reasoning is that Samuel is old and his sons aren't going to follow in his faithful footsteps. But God sees something else. God always does, thankfully. The people really have forsaken God. If it had been up to Samuel, the people would have no say in the matter. But the Lord instructed the prophet to listen to them. Of course, they would suffer because of their decision. They didn't seem to question what Samuel told them would happen as a result. Rather, they were determined to have a king. Our stubbornness can be such a stumbling block. If you're even somewhat familiar with Israel's history, you know they had their good kings and bad kings. Some were faithful to God, most were not. God's warning was valid. When the people chose to have a king, they were ready to live by that king's rule, or so they thought. Their determination sounds a lot like what ours can be sometimes. God warned them what their desire would bring, Not only did they choose to ignore God, they demanded the prophet of God to do the work they wanted. Stiff necks and hardened hearts don't help us trust God. In some ways, we still choose other kings today. Our financial pursuits can rule us. There are unhealthy ambitions that drive us. And I've already said too much to get into how our political ideologies can shape our perspectives more than the gospel. The greatest commandment is to love God with all your heart, mind and soul. All. How do you do that? How do you know if you're loving God with all you have and not just with some or even most of yourself? Is your life led by the gospel or something else? Pay attention to what you ask of God and you'll begin to see who or what is really ruling you. Stay blessed. Thanks for always supporting Another Note. This is our daily devotional.